0: the Titans the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of Tom Brady Peyton Manning Aaron Rodgers then there are the Giants hoping to join this group Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen Lamar Jackson nonetheless you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history Joe Burrow Justin Herbert Mac Jones men that won't let you forget who they are and if you do They'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we will talk about all those legacies and so much more. We will follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We will see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. It is Friday, October 14th, and this is me, Josh Butts, from a common space in Ohio, and you're listening to No Butts About It. So, let's let's just dive right on in. Um, let's be completely honest here about what we witnessed last night, if... You watched the game. If you didn't watch the game, we're going to talk a little bit about it, so don't you worry. But what was witnessed by those of us in America who watched the Amazon Thursday night football game was exactly what we all expected it to be. The most boring game of football that could have possibly happened. Like, it was really boring, and I honestly kind of feel bad that Amazon paid so much for the schedule because like I said last week the Broncos Colts game should have been a good game like when they were making the schedule it was like okay Russell Wilson in the Broncos versus Matt Ryan in the Colts that's gonna be a great game it did not turn out that way this game though unless like one of these teams had a huge turnaround in the offseason wasn't going to be a primetime game. I don't think this should be a primetime game. In fact, there's another game we're going to talk about later. It's not in primetime. And I'll try to remember to mention which game it is when we talk about it. It's not in primetime. I would love for it to be in primetime. I think it should be in primetime and everyone's going to want to watch this game. So the fact that it's not in primetime, I'm sure is going to annoy a lot of people who have their Amazon... Prime subscriptions exclusively so they can watch Thursday night football. Um, The score was zero to three at halftime and it got to the point where Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet were promising a touchdown. They were like, I think they were joking and also praying at the same time that there was going to be a touchdown that they could talk about because they were announcing the game, talking about the players, what they wanted something to talk about. And they hadn't been able to talk about a touchdown in six quarters on Thursday Night Football so there had not been a single touchdown in the Broncos Colts game it was all field goals even though it went into overtime and there wasn't a single touchdown in the first half of the Washington Commanders and Chicago Bears game so got to the third quarter and finally got a touchdown i believe it was brian robinson i believe who scored that first touchdown took him long enough anyway uh what we discovered last night or i discovered at least maybe other people have been saying this already but the chicago bears red zone offense is a problem the fact that they got down there three times twice on phenomenal runs by khalil herbert and justin fields two uh, things that we'll talk about a little bit further down the road here um they just weren't able to score points but they went down there three times no no points out of the red zone as far as touchdowns are concerned and that's a problem one of them they were literally like on their own one and they couldn't figure that out uh there was an incomplete pass and then they tried to quarterback sneak it and the washington commanders were able to stuff them and i think that matt eberflus needs to look at that and say hey maybe i need to uh figure out my offense maybe i need a new offense and it i think a lot of it comes back to justin fields and i don't think it's justin fields fault um there were some things that it was like okay you could have made a better decision there maybe his awareness wasn't as good as it should have been but i don't think justin fields is currently being used to the best of his abilities so he was he's a very mobile quarterback very elusive if you go back and watch the game footage there were a lot of times where you thought he was going to get sacked and he somehow got out of it with his feet um But they want him to be this quarterback that he's not. He's not a pocket passer, just stand back there and let it fly quarterback. He is more of the Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick type, Cam Newton even, where he wants to use his legs. He can throw the ball if he needs to, but his legs need to become more of a problem for defenses. And right now, they're wanting him to stay in the pocket, and just throw the ball like your Peyton Mannings, your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers uh, tend to do, which, I mean, I'm, I've been very pro uh, stay behind your O-line, protect the quarterback type thing. But if you have a guy who can move like this, like Lamar Jackson, you have to do it enough. There's a balance where, hey, okay, he's not going to get hurt from getting hit every single play and the whole oh well we're not going to use his legs at all and so defenses aren't going to account for that they should have to have their guys all spread out in order to try and make sure justin fields isn't able to get past them he isn't able to uh do anything they shouldn't just be able to blitz him because what happens especially with the bears o-line uh, I didn't realize their offensive line was this bad, but it gave me uh, memories of watching Joe Burrow rookie year. And Joe Burrow's rookie year ended with him getting injured because he was getting hit so much. In a season, he had a season-ending injury. Um, very unfortunate. Bengals' O line still isn't great, but Justin Fields, man. He was getting hits there was like three hits in a row where we're like okay he's gonna stay down he's coming out of the game right we're about to see trevor Simeon come in dudes dude toughed it out he played the whole game um but he was slow to get up a lot and i think that the bears need to focus on protecting justin fields focus on making sure that they're using him properly use his legs as a weapon make them more uh of something that defenses have to account for because right now they don't have to justin fields was only using his legs because the o-line was horrible and he had to run away from pass rushers like right away but uh let's talk about the quarterback on the other side of the ball um carson wentz and if you're a commanders fan i know there's a few commanders fans that listen to the show thank you because i'm usually dogging on you guys but today I'm not going to. Well, I'm not gonna dog on Carson Wentz. Um I actually thought Carson Wentz played fairly well last night. Um his stat line doesn't show that, but I don't think it was Carson's fault. Carson did hurt get his hand hit, and it seemed like that was bothering him. But even then, his passes he did have a few that were like, okay, why'd you throw that? Uh that was a dumb decision. But I'm saying that from watching on TV Uh Carson Wentz He had a lot of passes that were like Right in the money or like very catchable balls That were just dropped And that's not Carson's fault And it's going to go against him On the stat sheet It's going to seem like he's The problem which I do think he is Part of the problem but last night He was not the primary problem And the commanders ended up winning because i think they did end up with the better quarterback play last night because justin fields isn't being used properly uh carson wentz was on he looked great um not phenomenal but he looked good and the receivers just kept dropping everything he was throwing that was an issue gotta have your receivers be able to catch what your quarterback's dealing out even if it's not always the perfect ball especially when you're in these types of games that are super tight or there's not a lot of scoring but I just wanted to say I thought Carson Wentz looked pretty good last night didn't think he was as much of a problem as I might have considered him in a lot of other games but I I I, I was impressed I was impressed by Carson Wentz last night he looked good uh, some developing storylines. Let's go to Brian Robinson since we're on the com- we're gonna stay with the Commanders uh, for both developing storylines. Brian Robinson, he is the running back who was shot and, in his leg in a, in a an attempted carjacking in an attempted carjacking. That is hard to say for some reason. Anyway, uh, he he looked like like he wasn't amazing. Like it wasn't like. 100 yard rushing game but he was also sharing with jd mckissick antonio gibson a little bit but he had 60 yards and a touchdown and touchdowns were few and far between last night i think there was only two so the fact that he had one of them is impressive and i really like what we're seeing from him in his first two games i would like to see him improve but he he looked promising. He was fighting for every yard that he got. He wasn't just giving up. He wasn't expecting anyone to go easier on him. Very, very strong running back. Uh, definitely one of the first down. Seems like a workhorse guy. I really thought he looked good, all things considered. Uh, I think he's going to become a glimmer of hope in this Washington offense. And he's only a rookie, so we have time to see what he can do. Secondly, this is something we talked about on Wednesday's show, was Ron Rivera's statements about Carson Wentz and how he had said that the reason they didn't have the same record, uh, winning record that the other NFC East teams had was because the quarterback. That was his thing. He walked that statement back, but of course – you are going to you get asked about that in the presser and the i didn't know that this was a rumor that was going around but apparently this whoever asked the question did and the rumor was basically hey uh ron rivera head coach how do you feel that you allegedly didn't want carson once this was the owner's decision dan snyder's decision Which, mind you, Dan Snyder is currently um, in some deep water and is currently saying he has stuff on all the other NFL owners and he's going to take them down with him if they try to take him down. So, first of all, you got Dan Snyder, not a great guy. And you have this interviewer saying you didn't get the quarterback you wanted and you ended up with a guy you didn't like that you said is the problem. And Ron Rivera said, "I was the guy with the papers." Um he used some vulgarity. He said, "I was the guy in Indianapolis. I was the guy with the papers. I'm the one who picked Carson Wentz." And he said that young man, referring to Carson, didn't deserve the slander that he's getting. Um Ron is okay with him as his quarterback. And I thought about this. I was like, this is a weird turn of feelings like to go from our quarterback is the problem to i'm okay with the quarterback that we have and a lot of people were saying on instagram in the comments under cbs sports that he was only okay with it because of the win on thursday night football but i don't know that the coach the coaches either whichever side won, I don't think either of them considered that a win because there was a lot of struggles offensively defensively that was just the team that scored more points there, there was a lot to improve upon on both sides of the ball last night and I think it's because Ron Rivera is the type of coach who is aware that you can both be critical of your quarterback and recognize hey, he has some issues that we need to work out. Uh, He needs to work out. He needs to be better at ball protection. He needs to make better decisions, which I think he was last night. I think Carson was doing that last night. But you can also say, hey, don't come at our guy with all of these meaningless accusations that you don't have anything to back it up with. Ron is defending his quarterback. He's defending his guy. He's defending his man. And I I respect that from Ron Rivera. I think um, the the media has a job to tell a story. And the media has a job to get the most, quote, exciting stories. And they were kind of trying to do that here. And Ron just wasn't having it. And I respect that from Ron Rivera. So... Uh, I think Ron can be critical of Carson Wentz and say, "Hey, we do have a problem at quarterback, but we're working on it. We're going to fix this." While also saying, "Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't come at my guy. Don't spread all these r- false rumors that I didn't want him. That's stupid. Don't do that. Bad." So I like, I like what Ron Rivera did. I like the emotion he showed. It showed he cared. Even if he did storm out of the press conference, it showed he cared. And I think hopefully the media is able to pick up on that, and hopefully more fans are able to pick up on that. Um, some crazy stats from last night. Khalil Herbert, the so- second-year running back for the Chicago Bears, had a 64-yard run with two broken tackles, and that was one of the times. I honestly thought he was going to go to the end zone. I thought it was going to be a touchdown. It was not. He was, like, five yards short. I was, I was kind of sad for him. And then the Bears didn't even score on that. And then near the end of the game, Justin Fields had a 39-yard run that I also kind of thought was going to be a touchdown, but he was, like, two yards short and ended up, like, the final play of the game was, like, Darnell Mooney. It was a pass to Darnell Mooney, and he caught the ball And then bobbled it right when it would have crossed the end zone. And then brought it back in on the other side of the line. And then bobbled it again. And so he never had possession of the ball while it was over the line. So it it wasn't a touchdown. So it was literally a loss by inches that the Chicago Bears suffered from. Uh, Justin Fields finished with... 88 rushing yards on 12 attempts that's 7.3 yards per attempt on average um and he had 190 passing yards on 14 completions that's 13 and a half passing yards per completion approximately and so yeah I definitely need to see more rushing from him i think because he is a good rusher good runner had that 39-yard rush definitely helped. Anyway, let's go into some before we go <clears throat> before we go into the storylines for this Sunday's games. I saw a story with coach Mike McDaniel's of the Chicago not Chicago, the Miami Dolphins, and he was talking about how Tyreek Hill, such a good leader, and all the captains had decided to take the uh, ping pong table out of the locker room and how they were focusing on the game and not playing ping pong and then they interviewed Tyreek Hill the next day and he's like nah I just got a new one on the way that other one it was garbage I'm bringing in another one for the boys custom it's gonna have the Miami Dolphins logo on it everything it's gonna be super nice super cool so I'm kind of interested to see how uh mike mcdaniel responds to that to ping pong gate um see what tyreek does uh but i thought that that was really funny that uh mike mcdaniel was talking about and praising the team captains for getting rid of the ping pong table and then like the very next day tyreek's like no that's not what happened we're still having a ping pong table uh he kind of just was like psych anyway let's get into this Sunday's games the three to four But we've got four no I've got four here we got four okay so this is the game this first one is the one I thought should be on prime time and I don't know why it isn't it's on at 425 fantastic anyway it's the Bills and the Chiefs this is a play playoffs rematch and possibly a playoffs preview for this upcoming playoffs and I think both of these teams have potential to make it. Um, Bills, I think, will definitely make it. Chiefs, I'm a little bit more hesitant to say. That was my hot take at the beginning of the season was that they wouldn't make it. But now the Broncos kind of suck and the Raiders suck and the Chargers aren't doing as well as I thought they would. So the AFC West just isn't what we thought it was going to be. So the Chiefs are just going to inevitably make it from not being as bad. Or being the one team that's actually good that we thought was going to be good. Anyway, uh, these are arguably the top two quarterbacks in football right now. We have Josh Allen on the Bills, Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs. And they're going to play. If you didn't know or you don't remember, the last time uh, they played against each other was in the playoffs, in the divisional round, I believe. And it went into overtime and it came down to a coin toss. Um, very fun game it's always a fun game when these two ma- uh, meet up if you have a means to watch this game on Sunday make sure you watch it because it is a fun game I, it's going to be high scoring offense I'm sure of it I I definitely think both of these guys are going to pop off because the Bills have a vendetta I, they've lost twice in the playoffs now to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs I believe and the Chiefs want to prove that they are the team that the Bills have to go through if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. So, I this is going to be a fun game. This is a must-watch game, in my opinion. That's why I think it should be in primetime. NFL, I don't know why you did this. This is the game we want to watch. Um, the game that is in primetime, Sunday Night Football, I believe, yes this is Sunday night football because the Broncos and the Chargers are in Monday night football for some reason anyway Sunday night football Cowboys versus the Eagles so NFC East matchup rivalry here and this actually shaped up to be a good game as well Uh, we've got the Cooper Rush led Cowboys and they're undefeated since he has started for them but Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are also undefeated so if Cooper Rush starts on Sunday, either his undefeated streak as a starter will come to an end or the Eagles are going to lose their first game. There are two undefeated streaks here on the line. And the Eagles are the last team in the NFL to be undefeated going into week six. If Cooper Rush is a significant contributor in this win against the Eagles, if they win, does he become the Cowboys' starter when Dak is healthy enough to come back? And I think that becomes a much more legitimate question if it is the case. Because a lot of people have been pointing out it's not, it hasn't been Cooper Rush winning these games. It has been the Cowboys' defense. But the Eagles' defense is also phenomenal this year. So... Cooper Rush needs to step up. He's going to need to score some points because it's going to be very hard to get points in this game for the Eagles and for the Cowboys uh, if both of these defenses do what they've been doing. So if Cooper Rush steps up, gets the W, I think that Dallas has a legitimate question about whether or not uh, Dak is their guy moving forward. I also think Cooper Rush definitely makes a case for him becoming a starter next season if he wins this game and continues this streak but either way someone's undefeated streak is coming to a loss on sunday night football next game miami dolphins versus the minnesota vikings we have a rookie start alert here and he played last week but he didn't start he played most of the game though and that is skylar thompson the quarterback Tua's ruled out this week he's not playing he's back at practice but he's not full ready to go yet skylar thompson is going to be starting for the dolphins and teddy bridgewater will be backing him up against his old team the minnesota vikings skylar thompson has not done well uh the jets kind of rolled all over him but that could be you know butterflies first time we'll see everyone peyton manning had a horrible first season so maybe Skyler Thompson, now that he's got all that out of the way, he's going to be a lot better. We'll see. Uh, he will look to improve his stat line from zero touchdowns and one interception with only 166 passing yards. We'll see how Mike McDaniel decides to use him. Mike McDaniel is very smart coach, it seems, offensive guru. So let's see what he's got. We might see some trickery going on maybe, but – I uh I kind of want the Dolphins to win this. I don't really I actually like the Vikings, but I just think it'd be really really funny if the Vikings somehow lose to a rookie starting quarterback when they have like Justin Jefferson. But I don't really mind the Vikings too much. I just want to see this dude, this kid do really well. I'm that's mainly what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Skylar Thompson to do well. The outcome isn't necessarily important to me um i have been rooting for the dolphins all season though so i'm still going to take them anyway uh colts jaguars is the final game i want to talk about if the colts find a way to win this game they would move to three wins two losses and one tie remember week one they tied with the texans and take the lead of the afc south from the tennessee titans due to the titans having a bye week uh the last time the jaguars beat the colts at home though in this game the colts are at home was 2017 and you might be saying that was only what five years ago that wasn't that long ago uh well here's some context patrick mahomes was a rookie Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson weren't in the league. They weren't drafted until 2018, a year later. And the Super Bowl champions that season were Nick Foles and the Eagles, and they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. So a lot has changed since this. the Jaguars have been able to beat the Colts in Indianapolis. Um, I think that the Colts have something to prove. I think that they have definitely struggled uh matt ryan has a lot to prove um the city of indianapolis is going to be looking at him they're getting tired of the ongoing change of quarterbacks frank Reich is on the hot seat for sure um he seems like he can't call a game so is he gonna gonna lose to the jacksonville jaguars a divisional rival at home when they haven't lost to them in years which i'll give you okay you can say Jacksonville beat the LA Chargers though when yeah when Justin Herbert had a rib injury and played one of his worst games of his career thus far I want to see the Colts win this game I'm I'm a Colts fan they're my number two team I want to see the Colts win this game and I want it to be because Matt Ryan played well I know that the defense isn't out there but it's not like the – I'm not asking you to beat the Chiefs. I'm not asking you to beat the Bills. I'm asking you to beat a divisional rival that you've beat before. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has had his struggles. He's not what everyone thought he was going to be. He's improved, but he's not what everyone thought he was going to be. This is a winnable game for the Indianapolis Colts. The the Colts beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, you, you should win this game. You guys are capable of winning against – One of the top teams in the AFC, yet you blow it to the Denver Broncos. Actually, no, they beat the Broncos. But barely. Like, no, that wasn't a win. That was a horrible – no, I'm not even giving you that. You've only beat the Chiefs. You only win against the Chiefs. So, give me a win, Indianapolis. Give me a win because this is what the city of Indianapolis needs. Because they have not known who their quarterback is going to be in the offseason since Andrew Luck. And then Andrew Luck randomly retired. Um, then we, went, we started up the carousel of quarterbacks moving in and out in complete confusion. And it's Indianapolis is beginning to look like a retirement home for NFL quarterbacks. But I digress. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But that's what we've got going on this week. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. We're coming to a close here. Uh, go do something nice for someone this weekend. Follow me on Instagram at no underscore show. Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And email is bullmoose two at gmail.com. Again, hope everyone has a great weekend. And I hope to see you all on Monday. And I'm out.